0: Hello, I'm Tina Marie St. Cyr, and welcome to Light Your Life, the podcast. I believe our dreams have energy, calling, and purpose, and that when we move in their direction, our lives become even more joyful, fulfilled, and effortless. This podcast gives you insights to the strategies our guests use to overcome obstacles and manifest their dreams in business, career, relationships, and in life. Listen to find new levels of energy, perspective, and courage. Your journey to light your life begins now. Hello, it's Tina Marie, and it's so great to be with you here today on the podcast. Today, I wanted us to dive into a concept that can feel theoretical, yet I have absolute experience in this being 100% real. And that is the understanding that we shape our own reality and the blending of how to empower our own observer consciousness. So let me repeat that. There's two concepts that may not be familiar to you, yet very powerful to understand. I'd love to dive into this together today. We do shape our own reality. And we shape our reality through the beliefs we have, the opinions we hold, and the filters, whether conscious or unconscious, that we see life through as if lenses that we look through, right? And so as we shape our own reality, we can, I'm sure you've heard of this, attract in what that would match. Now, what if we're not just attracting in, we're only seeing that which matches our own reality, right? The belief thereof. And then the second piece is how do we in, uh, empower a higher consciousness? How do we empower own, uh, our own observer consciousness to move ourselves out of that filter system, that which is already playing itself out? And what will that mean at the end of the day, whenever we learn how to empower our observer consciousness? And how can that in turn? shape our reality so if you're up for this we're going to have a wonderful discussion so i learned in my 20s i was working with some masters some buddhic masters and they gave me the concept or at least offered the concept of an observer consciousness and shared with me that there is a way to see the unfolding of our life in the moment such as you and i right now in a conversation and the you're listening to this i'm you know here with you in this same moment we could have an observer consciousness that's simply watching my observer consciousness likes to come up from the right and be a little bit above my head and a little bit behind it right so i've i've done this practice and my observer consciousness feels as though it is there And there's a a definite identity of it. There's a definite power and a knowing of that. Whenever I ask myself, what would my observer see? Whenever I ask for that perspective, that's where that observer consciousness is. So I invite you to tap in now. If you were to ask your observer consciousness, where are you? If I'm going to observe myself in this moment, And you reach a piece of your energy over to empowering an observer consciousness. Where is that observer consciousness showing you it is? Just take a minute. It's going to give you that answer. Some people it's up and to the left. Some people it's right alongside. Some people it's as though they have a friend right next to them, shoulder to shoulder. For me, it's up and behind my head to the right. <clears throat> and why this is important is each one of us has our own perspective of this knowing it is, it is real. You know, I said earlier, it's theoretical, it's theoretical and we haven't yet experienced it. The truth is it's absolutely real and why it's important to understand about our observer consciousness and how to empower it is because that part of us is going to be non-attached Whenever we're in the midst of our lives, and let me just name a couple places where observer consciousness will actually help you. It's when we are confused, when we haven't got the answers, when maybe we're triggered by another person or situation, we're in a conversation that's feeling sticky or prickly or painful or challenging. When we're in the midst of our life doing Maybe you're on the computer getting some work done, maybe you're by yourself and simply alone with your own thoughts, wherever there's a struggle inside, you can empower your observer consciousness and that part of you will look at the situation that you're in and help you detach from it, not to become detached, but to detach and rise above it. So we can have more perspective into it. And guaranteed, when we learn how to have more perspective into a situation, usually, that pain was only in one angle, maybe the pain, the hurt, the confusion, the loneliness, the regret, despair, anxiousness, guilt, depression is because we've put blinders on our perspectives and we're only seeing one version of life at that time, right? So an observer consciousness can move us out of our stuck perspective and put us in a place where we can then see a wider angle on life. And what happens there is we get new energies. We feel things, know things that we weren't privy to before. So this is a very powerful tool. The blending of our own projections in life, our own beliefs will become that lens that we see life through. And it's a natural safety mechanism that we all do. Because what we know determines our certainty in it. Whenever we believe we know things, when we are sure of things, when we can be guaranteed of things, when we can trust things, that's that next placement for our foot forward in our life, right? That's where we make our decisions based on what we trust, what we know only makes sense. That is our safety mechanisms at play. Yet, oftentimes when we come to these places where we are confused, don't have the answers, feel stressed out, anxious, all those things I mentioned, then what we know doesn't work anymore. We've run out of what we know. We've run out of what we trust. We've run out of the data that we've made prior decisions on, and that's why we're confused, right? So we need to fill that place with a different way of being. And I want to share what I've learned. Hopefully what I've learned can help you because, you know, just recently I've been in a situation where you know, knowing what I know, leading companies, leading teams, helping build businesses, having strategy, being able to identify the problem sets in a situation, and then provide new strategy, new method, new process, new approaches. And then we get out of that problem set because of these new strategies. This is what I do as a you know daily basis. This is my job, my role, my way of being who I am. Yet, about two months ago, I said yes to an opportunity that I knew would be a challenge. And I love going into challenges where I can bring what I am and what I know and what I've done, and apply it to a new challenge, a new problem set. You know, we get in there and we figure things out. Well, in that same place, I Also, observe some human dynamics that were painful, not only to me, but to and to others. And the beauty in that was that I was able to then apply the strategies and the knowing of human dynamics and what I've been taught and what I've developed in a whole new way. And it was great because I was in there feeling my nervous system response. And I'm going, hold on a second. Am I shaping my reality here or is it being shaped? one of those pivotal questions that we ask ourselves, right? What am I seeing? Can I believe what I'm seeing? Am I attracting this? How am I participating in it? And so all these questions, um, higher order questions in that I wanted to learn were there. And there's one thing I know absolutely is that the stories we tell ourselves and the meaning that we give those stories become the reality that we see. The stories we tell ourselves and the meaning we give those stories, whether painful or beautiful, become the lens through which we see life. And so, what I did in that moment was start asking myself, What lens am I seeing life through? What lens am I observing things through? And from there, then I can say, Is it what I want to see or do I want to see something different? Do I want to perceive something absolutely different? And that's where we are, right? We get to shape our own reality. In your own life right now, you know, you may be in an absolute beautiful place. You may be in a place where everything's flowing, everything's great. And then in the back of your mind, do you have any piece of a story in there that says you're waiting for the next shoe to drop? that it can't last forever, right? I know many people that have this story, I had this story at one point, and I realized it was a disempowering story. It was like, I was waiting for something painful to happen right around the bend. And like, I didn't even realize back then when I had this story of how much anxiety that brought, of how much disturbance that, that brought even the beauty of where my life was now, right? And so those stories that we tell ourselves are very powerful. And sometimes it's the stories we don't want to admit that we're telling ourselves because then we go, oh, I need to stop that. Those stories are painful. Those stories are creating disturbance in my thinking. And so, this, this place that I was over the last couple of months of learning was being able to look at my own thinking. And what a beautiful gift that is to be able to dissect our own thinking. Goethe, a philosopher says that there comes a time in a man's life, of course, we can say men or women's life. Now, there comes a time in a person's life where we must question everything, we must question everything. And when I first heard that quote, long, long ago, I thought, wow, how overwhelming is that to question everything that we have, that we know that we trust that we believe to question everything. I'm like, can we just question maybe a third of it? And then, you know." Feel okay and organizing that closet first. So whenever I think of questioning everything, then that brings in that part of ourselves and my thinking where you know you don't trust. Where, well, what am I going to do if I question everything? Then I'm starting over. And what I learned in my years of doing this practice, and at least inviting in the questioning everything philosophy that Gerda recommended. I realize that there's a a knowing of a faith and a trust that has to be present in order to question. There's like this foundational place of, I trust the outcome. I trust where things are going. I trust myself showing up in a certain way, despite the odds. I trust myself in knowing who I am in this place of uncertainty. And that's really all we have at the end of the day. We only have who we believe we are and how we will show up in any circumstance. We only have that because despite our best efforts, we cannot control anyone else. Despite our best efforts, we cannot say enough words to convince somebody of something. Despite our best efforts, we can't Help people in such a way that their life will be beautiful, also. Right? That's where we have a lot of pain. I know for me, I do. I get a lot of pain in my life whenever I just want people to understand or just want people to see it the way I see it. And whenever I feel that tightness and that want and that control of it, that's where pain is. So, how do we shape our own reality? The first thing is that we realize. We can only control our own thinking. We can only control our own beliefs or at least examine them. Some are unconscious. Some we don't even know are in there until life itself pokes it. And then we're like, ah, didn't know that one was in there. Thank you. That was cool. So we want to have this observer consciousness with ourselves and, and have fun in the dance of life, right? So the next thing I wanted to add here was the feeling of projecting onto others a reality or having others project onto us their reality. What do I mean by projecting? Projecting is that act of saying things like, "Um, you look overwhelmed if I'm speaking to another person. It may be true that the person that is receiving that or that I'm seeing or communicating with may actually be feeling overwhelmed. Whenever we project onto another person, oh, you look so tired. Oh, you look so stressed out. You know, are you depressed? Or you look like, you know, you're confused. Whenever we project onto another person, our thoughts, we create a defensiveness an air of defensiveness. And how does that shape our reality? If we're the person projecting onto another person, what that does to our reality is it makes us right, puts them in a defensive posture, changes the air of the communications. If that person does not have strategies to manage the projection, then the dynamic of what is being communicated at that point is only what I would wanna be seeing. It's through my own filter. I'm going to then judge the other person as being overwhelmed, stressed out, lonely, tired, whatever it is, whenever I'm projecting, typically our projections are of a negative sense that's going to take power away from the situation. And then truth is not going to have a space. This is a very powerful concept. The other place is whenever we are the receiver of another person's projection. Whenever we're the one hearing the words, you look so tired, overwhelmed, confused, depressed, whatever it is that feels of that negative nature. And we need to check in with ourselves. We check in with ourselves. If someone is with us that says this, how can that shape our reality? The opinion of others can become the opinion of ourselves. It's a dangerous place. So what we want to do is to simply have those words be words, check in with ourselves. They don't have meaning yet. Other people's words do not have meaning yet unless we give them the meaning. Other people's opinions, beliefs do not have meaning to us until we give them meaning. So if somebody were to speak to us in that way, we get to pause, an internal pause. This is what I do, an internal pause. And I check in and I go, well, am I? In all honesty, am I tired right now? Am I, you know? those words that I was saying, depressed, anxious, overwhelmed, confused. Am I that? And I find that that sense of wonder and intrigue and curiosity and interest in our own way of being, when we check into ourselves, we can either tell ourselves, yes, hmm, I guess I am. I guess I may be a little there. Then how do we respond to the other person. This is where that dynamic comes into play, the energetic dynamic of conversation between two people. If someone were projecting onto you what they believe you look like, are being like, or acting like, and you check in with yourself and it agrees, then you get to go, thank you for the feedback. The truth is maybe a part of me is feeling that way. I could see how you see that. Or you could say something like, "Um, thank you for that feedback, what are you seeing? Precisely, or you know, more specifically, to have you think that I'd like to hear what you're seeing or feeling or knowing to have you believe that projection of what you think I am. And I definitely use those words. I I hear you projecting onto me something that you're believing, and I'd like to know where that's coming from, so I could specific, more specifically, understand the data points. Now, (laughs) we don't speak this way normally, right? People that are projecting are usually unconscious that they're projecting. It's a way of being for them. And it's a power dynamic that they get power from projecting onto other people what they believe the other people are. And like I said, usually projections are negative. So that person that projects gets their power. The person that has been projected upon feels at a lower level diminished and thus goes the adult human dynamic game, right? Not where any of us want to be. So pause, check in with yourself. Is any part of it true? If so, go get more data so you can specifically know what they're asking or seeing. Now, if it's not true, if you check in with yourself and go, hmm, I'm not, I'm not tired. We need to have a response there as well, right? So I go, thank you so much for your feedback. The truth is I'm not feeling tired right now. And I don't need more conversation on it. I want to stop it right there. So how do we shape our reality? How do we empower our observer consciousness in this? It's that pause. It's that pause, checking in with ourselves, seeing it, knowing the nature of projection humans upon humans. It's a power dynamic. When you simply know it, you can see it. You can watch it unfolding. And whenever you can watch it unfolding, then you can start to have new strategies to change it and maintain your power in the communication. Pausing and taking a breath is very powerful. So, as we close, I'm going to give you a couple points that really helped me through all of my human dynamics, understanding the shaping of our own reality and giving us the sense of our own personal power, right? So, first, like I said, that pause, take a breath, take a breath in many of your dynamics and your communications. It can feel stressful. Right. I want you to know that you're in control of your body and breathing and pausing can definitely give you your power back, especially through those communications. And and know that life is more beautiful um for every single one of us than our minds would typically allow us to see. And you know, I didn't design humans, that was a God thing. However, I've studied them many, many times, many, many years. And what I understand is that our mind will do its best to create pain in a situation, which is a safety mechanism, very odd safety mechanism, and that life itself is a lot more beautiful than we usually see. The next is we are all still growing. None of us have arrived at our journey. Every single one of us is still growing. And the truth is we know less than we think we know across the board. I raised my hand on that one. We know less than we think we know, right? And other people are smart too. There's plenty times that in my youth, and when I say my youth in my 20s and early 30s, I remember thinking that I was in a conversation and I kept hearing the voice inside of my head going, you need to be quiet. You need to be quiet. There's other people in this room that are smarter than you. And in order to learn, you need to let them speak. What's interesting is that the smarter people in a room are usually the quietest ones. Have you ever noticed that? The smartest people in a room, in a conversation, in a gathering are usually the quietest ones. And so that leads me to my next takeaway here is that it's more powerful to listen than to speak. We can observe people dynamics, word choice, body language, tonality, the dynamics of things, whenever we tune in, when we fully listen. And from that, we can tap into our wisdom. If we're busy talking, our wisdom doesn't have a chance to hear and see what is truly being communicated. And we learn when we are not talking. Interesting, isn't it? we learn more when we're not speaking. We learn more when we're observing. We learn more when we're paying attention. And the last point here is that grace comes in many forms and in many people. And when I use the word grace, it's also growing. Our growth comes in many forms throughout our days, throughout our weeks, months, years. And definitely through many people along our path. And isn't it a beautiful place to be in that receptive mode of being willing to learn, being willing to not know, and being willing to shape our own reality through knowing there's an observer consciousness helping us stay present and non attached to a certain outcome so we can see the absolute beauty in life? unfolding all around us. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for listening to the Light Your Life podcast. Thank you for being a follower of Bonfire Coaching. I'm Tina Marie Saints here. It's amazingly great to be with you every single time. I love your attention toward your own growth. Thank you so much and have a beautiful rest of your day. That was so energizing. I have takeaways that will help my life and I'm sure you do too. To get show notes, bonuses, gifts for you from our guests and more, head over to lightyourlifepodcast.com and be sure to bookmark this podcast as one of your favorites. I am Tina Marie St. Cyr, founder of Bonfire Coaching and creator of the Bonfire Method. Thank you so much for being connected. Now my homework for you Summon the courage to light your life a little more and go make progress on your dreams today. The Light Your Life podcast is brought to you by Bonfire Coaching. Bonfire Coaching is a system of tools, methodologies, and strategies that help each individual rise above the mundane life that feels efforting where our mind will get stuck, have confusion, frustration, anger, fear, depression, anxiety, loneliness, and pain. And when we have that calling inside of ourselves for more in our life, where do we turn? We need professional sounding boards that are highly skilled in moving us out of our own way and helping us with strategies to overcome procrastination, hesitance, and that mind that'll hold us back. Bonfire Coaching has helped thousands of people across the globe find lives of fulfillment, success, movement, progress, love, joy, happiness, wonder, and aliveness. And we would love to talk to you. There's always available the complimentary consultation where you can sit with one of our coaches and we will help you dive into the strategies and the tools that we help so many people with. And you can see for yourself how powerful these tools are for you to transform your life. Simply go to bonfirecoaching.com and sign up today. We can't wait to meet you.